0: Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Moto Adventure Unscripted. I'm Drew Faulkner, your host. Uh, today I'm talking with Jeff Stess. Uh, Jeff Stess has put together the Kentucky Adventure Tour. Uh, the Kentucky Adventure Tour is basically like a backcountry byway um, trip through eastern Kentucky and parts of Virginia, West Virginia, and Tennessee. It's designed as a dual sport ride um, for more advanced riders, they could tackle that with adventure bikes. Um, For folks that know and have been following me on the website, I've been playing around on the northern sections of the Kentucky Adventure Tour for several years now. Uh, So needless to say, I'm quite infatuated with it. Uh, So Jeff and I really get into the uh, nuts and bolts of what's going on with the Kentucky Adventure Tour and... uh, a little bit about how he got started out riding, um, why he put together the Kentucky Adventure Tour and some of his uh, other experience on a motorcycle. So, hope you guys enjoy the show. Okay, so we're sitting down with Jeff Stess. Correct. And that's spelled with an O, but you can't actually or the o. That's right. It doesn't sound like an O? <laughs> so I'm sitting down with you, Jeff, because um, you are the—I don't know—we call you the administrator of the Kentucky Adventure Tour, the creator of the
1: maybe the creator. Yeah, that's that's not a bad word. Creator it's, uh, administrator sounds too uh, businesslike. I think. <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it blue collar. Huh? That's all right. Um,
0: before we get into stuff for Kentucky Adventure Tour, tell me about like bikes, like you know, how'd you get into motorcycles? You know, you have like a, a mini bike story, you know, that kind of
1: stuff. So I started riding, um, when I was about 15, saved up my money and bought a, uh, something that probably everybody has an XR 100. It's a great starter bike. Um, I got me by for a couple years, broke the frame a couple times and decided that, uh, I probably needed something a little, little more robust for the way I was riding. So, uh, Went into a CR125, and then a, a good friend of mine got me into racing. He was a big local motocrosser. So. Started racing some local motocross. Um, wasn't that great at it, so then I decided to... I uh, enjoyed riding in the woods, so I decided to get my hand at uh, hair scrambles. And that's uh, that's where I took off. I fell in love with racing hair scrambles. It was a very family-oriented uh, scene. Yeah. Um, and I did that for, gosh, it's been probably... 32 years now, and I still do it occasionally, a few times a year just for fun, but uh, not chasing titles or anything like that anymore.
0: So how old were you when you started doing that? So you, say you started right at
1: 15. So yeah, so I guess when I started racing, uh, I was around 17.
0: Are you still racing the 125
1: doing that? Now? No, when you said
0: you were 17, you got into hair scrambles. Were you still riding the... the yeah, sport? yeah, so You're I
1: started, right? yeah, I, I raced the 125 for... A Few years, maybe up until about 92, and then I bought a 250. So the first, the first uh, years on the hair scums was on 125.
0: Gotcha. So, what's in your garage these days? What's I'm sorry, what's in your garage these I'm days? I'm in
1: the garage. So, I've got a <laughs> uh, I keep it simple now these days. So, I have a 99 DR350 that I use for kind of the longer rods, cat style stuff. And I also have a 98 RMX 250 Suzuki that I'll do hair scrambles in some of the harder dual sport events like Renfro Valley, uh, that type of thing.
0: Uh, I guess it's a dumb question to say, which one you like better?
1: Depends on what I'm doing. I was thinking <laughs> but, uh, for So the, the RMX is actually a really versatile bike. You know, I can go race an IXCR, um, which is kind of on the faster side of what I like to do, or last this past year I did my first extreme hair scramble. Um, and it was, it, that bike was good at it both. It's, uh,
0: Tell me more about this Extreme Hair scramble. Oh,
1: Extreme kind of Hair scrambles! that's the new thing, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, AMA, I believe, picked up and started, uh, started a series this year for the first time ever in the U.S. But it's, um, it's tough. I went to the one in Kentucky um, at a place called Saddleback. Mm-hmm. And it was three 10-mile loops. Um, to put it into perspective, I think only five top pros did all three loops. Um, when I'm being Wade Young, I'm sure everyone knows he's the uh he's the uh, world and, uh extreme hair scramble champion. Um it took me three hours to go one lap, ten miles. That's and that's and intense. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was tough. And it's just it's
0: single track through the woods, but it's I assume it's the mud, the clay, the terrain. Rocks,
1: um, hills, you know, there's do um, the saddleback is, has real steep hills. Yeah. So they would Run you along the bottom and turn you and go straight up with no run and go whatsoever. Yeah. So you had no momentum to get up them. It's uh, it, it's it's hard, but it's it's fine. It's uh, just to finish one lap, I was pretty satisfied. That's fine. Yeah, well,
0: I'm signed up for Northeast Twenty Four next nice. July. Okay, so that'll be my first like long for all that stuff. Right on. I just, I love being on the bike all day. So that's what I was thinking is I hear people talk about hard enduro Mm. and extreme enduro. Same thing. And that's what makes me wonder when you say extreme hair scramble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is one a little bit more rocky technical and the other one's just long or is it? I think
1: extreme hair scramble versus extreme enduro. I think the enduros are longer loops and sometimes just one loop. So I think that's where they define extreme hair scramble versus a extreme enduro is about how long the loops are. I think. I could be wrong on that. Did you start out in rows with multiple people starting at the same time? um, It was actually in rows of three. So you you had the first wave was um, all the pros in rows of three, and then you had your A riders and then your B riders and your C riders in rows of three. But everybody's racing the clock. So it doesn't matter. I mean, other than bottlenecks, it doesn't matter if you're on the first row of the pros or the last row. Because you're you're racing the clock. Um,
0: And if you're willing to talk about it, what do you do for a living?
1: I uh, I am a shop equipment sales rep for Snap On Tools. And you're just so some, I'm in sales. You're a motorcycle
0: <laughs> maniac on the side. Uh, <laughs>
1: I've I've been called worse.
0: <laughs> I, obviously, I think it's how we met. Is both of us are kind of like uh, I I do this thing that pays the bills, but uh, exactly. I li- I live to be in the setup. Exactly.
1: Exactly. We, we work to play.
0: <laughs> well, obviously, if folks are listening. Uh, they they want to hear the details. So I'm, I'm first. I'm going to say uh, what's what is the Kentucky Adventure Tour?
1: Kentucky Adventure Tour is basically a 1,000 mile loop, roughly, around eastern Kentucky. So, if you're familiar with the way Kentucky's laid out, you've got I 75 that runs from Cincinnati to Knoxville, and then east to west, you have I 64. So, it's basically in that bottom southeast corner. So, east of I 75 and south of I 64 or Mountain Parkway. It goes it spills over a little bit into Tennessee, a little bit into Virginia, and a little bit into West Virginia.
0: And that's impressive, I mean, You said 900 miles, 1,000 miles? It,
1: it, it's about about 1,000, maybe just a little bit shy, depending on what route you take. There's a main loop, and then there's optional hard loops, so it kind of mm-hmm. depends on which loops you choose is gonna determine the mileage.
0: How much time do you spend in the other states?
1: Um, I guess. Total, uh, probably almost, I don't know, maybe eight hours total. It's, it's basically yeah. following the state line. You don't dip in real, real far. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, I've, I've looked at the loop on the map and I knew that it touched each one of those. So when you say that to people, they mm. you know people are like, oh my God, it's huge. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's the other question, right? Is I'm sure, and this will come up, it's really, do you know how much of that mileage over the whole loop is paved versus unpaved?
1: I would say probably 40% paved, 60% non paved. 60%
0: and that's by the mile
1: correct okay and
0: that that was the reason i said that yeah. like people will start talking to me about um some of the other routes that are available and whatnot
1: and i'm like well it depends yeah exactly <laughs> on, on
0: a big bike you're <laughs> on the dirt for a long time
1: right it's just not very far <laughs> right 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 and the <laughs> pavement that you are on it's not like you're on a highway it's a lot of it is single lane twisty uh 20 miles an hour so it's it's very scenic um some Switchbacks, or you're turning back on yourselves. It's even the paved sections are well kind of welcomed, you know, after you've yes. spent a bunch of time in the dirt. And, and when you are on paved sections, it's very scenic and very curvy, a lot of fun to ride.
0: I mean, I'm biased, I mean, that's what I tell everybody. Like, yeah, this eastern Kentucky's my favorite place. Oh, to ride. for sure. I and mean, it's like, I meet a lot of guys, like I said, mixing mixing up with the race people, and it's like, well. I wouldn't want to ride dirt, or other people like, nah, I just want to ride pavement. I'm like, man, it's just too good here. <laughs> yeah. Like, You yeah. get off of a trail, and the road that you're on is every bit as good as the dirt, if you appreciate the pavement.
1: But, yeah, I've rode all over the country, and, and Kentucky is, is very unique, especially eastern Kentucky. It's There's no place else like it. Uh, so I should qualify
0: that statement and back up a little bit and ask you, are you from Kentucky originally?
1: I am, yes. I still live in the same town I was born in. So you were Louisville that um, right? yeah I'm about 12 miles east of Louisville and then like one county over from the county Louisville's in.
0: born and raised there
1: yeah and then even
0: after riding in like you said Idaho
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, hit me with some other you know we'll swing back to the Tech Adventure Tour but like you talk about Idaho give me some other big riding destinations you've been to
1: um uh, Michigan um, most of it's been racing so I've raced pretty much all over the country all the way out to California um, Texas, um, New York, all, all over the place. Um, um, single track
0: events, plus some. Uh,
1: most life. of those were GNCCs, mm-hmm. um, and then we did some Best in the Deserts out west. Um, and so, in that
0: perspective, this part of Kentucky is still still yeah. your favorite place to ride. Yeah. Even after riding yeah. all single yeah, track?
1: it's it's just different. Um, I, you mentioned Idaho. Idaho is. Is, is incredible, yeah. Um, but it's just Idaho and Kentucky are two totally different places, they're both awesome, probably my two favorite places to ride in the country, but they're two opposite ends of the spectrum.
0: That's every picture I've seen of Idaho is just like got me all over it, like, I absolutely you know, want to go ride, absolutely there. incredible, <laughs> yeah. It's it, and this is all related. Like you've actually raced, so you're a good person to ask about this. And I, the other guys I've started racing with, and I, you know, have been doing it longer, it made me think about um, the terrain here being so much different than mm-hmm. it is there. That yep. you have the, you know, elevation and steep inclines and rocks and this that and the other. Whereas here we have all the weird sharp changes in mud and mm-hmm. clay and yeah.
1: We have everything here. I mean. <laughs> We don't have sand in Kentucky, so I, that's what people I, don't believe you when you say that. But <laughs> and it's not like the new the sand you see out west; it's a, it's just a different <laughs> sand experience. <Okay. laughs> to me, it sneaks
0: up on you, and it's it, you have immense writing experience that I want to you know bring into the whole conversation as much as possible. And as a guy who's got the adventure fever, what? I mean, what, four years ago? <laughs> and and this is where I've pretty much cut my teeth on that part of the Northern Kentucky Adventure Tour. And that's it. Is I tell people, like, man, I've got clay, I've got deep mud, <laughs> I've got water crossings, and, you know... Yeah, You've got Ma- it all. Mountain Springs Road's technically not Kentucky Adventure Tour, but it's a microcosm of what you'll see. Yeah, uh, I think it's Kentucky Hard 1 has got a lot of that same kind of stuff. Right. that There's just, yep. you know... That's the first place I ever buried my bike up to the skid plate where I just went into a puddle and it just stopped. Look you know before you we
1: leap. Well, I was, I looked at the
0: puddle and I was like, I'm good if I skirt this on the right side and it just sunk into the mud. Like it mm-hmm. looked firm and it just, yeah. whoosh, just quicksand you right into been
1: it. I've been there. <laughs> so I, I
0: knew all this time riding in that area that that was, that was uh, the way that things were going to go. Um, so. Back to the Kentucky Adventure Tour. What made you decide to put this big route together and make it public to everybody?
1: So in 2006 or 2007, I rode the America Trail. Yeah, which is a, mm-hmm. uh, a a route that goes basically all the way across the U.S. And while I was ri- excuse me riding that, and that, that that's two weeks. That's a two week venture. That's a long haul. That's 5,000 miles plus.
0: I'm impressed that that's only two weeks.
1: I've looked at it. That, I mean, that, that's, that's hauling. Eastern Tennessee to Oregon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. yeah mean, you got to so. stay moving all day long to do it in two weeks. But, but I, I was thinking the whole time, a couple things. It was a blast. I, I, I don't regret it at all. But I was thinking I wished it was more difficult. Mm-hmm. And I wish that you didn't have the logistics of trying to get the bike back.
0: I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's actually been one of the reasons why everyone has said, Drew, you gotta go do the Trans America Trail. I'm like, Oh, I want to, but I've got the Kentucky Venture Tour in my backyard and I right. haven't finished that yet.
1: Gotcha. So So, you so that's when I got to thinking, okay, I've been riding in Eastern Kentucky for years. I think I could put together a huge loop to where somebody could do it on a week's vacation and not have the logistics of riding or trailering or trucking back the bike from the ending point back to where you started. Yeah. So I thought, I can do a loop, and I can make it more challenging mm-hmm. and more catered to dual-spark bikes than big adventure bikes like the Tad is.
0: That was the next question yeah. I was gonna ask you. So y- you say that Transamerica Trail is actually geared toward adventure bikes.
1: I think it is. Um, I rode an XR600. That's my next question. And it it, it was great but it, I could have easily done it on, I wouldn't say easily, but I, I could have done it on a GS1200 with knobby tires. Okay. There, I, There is some spots in Colorado that it's rocky. That's where I was going yeah. next. But it can still be done on a big bike with somebody that, that knows how to ride a big bike properly or has got experience on Okay,
0: that, and that, that fits the bill. That's mm-hmm. actually a conversation I just had about the backcountry discovery routes that Same somebody thing. was telling me, oh, they're aimed toward ADV, and I'm like, yeah. because of what I knew about the TAT, I was like, are you sure? Because I worry about that because folks mm-hmm. go out and grab these big 500-pound bikes or whatever. And, I, hey, I'm raising my hand because I'm that guy. I have yeah. <laughs> the least well-equipped adventure bike. <laughs> but that
1: bike could do the Trans-America Trail. Okay. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I um, mean, so, it, And it's over the years, it's actually the Trans-America Trail has actually gotten a little bit even easier. Really? Um, I, the, the, you know, Nevada was probably one of the hardest because it was real sandy. Mm-hmm. Now they don't go into Nevada. It goes up in Idaho, which is up in there. um as far as the Trans-America Trail is concerned, it's more dirt roads. Okay. And that's a right. majority of the Trans-America Trail is gravel and dirt roads. So you put
0: this loop together to give people the option for the week. And yeah. um, say that thought again where you were talking about difficulty as far as the Kentucky Adventure Tour versus something like the TAT or a VDR.
1: So I, I wanted it to be geared more towards the dual sport bikes. Okay. So, you know, you're... you're Two fifties, your three fifties, your five hundreds, mm-hmm. um, and you, it, not to say you still can't do it on a big bike. It's you need to be on your toes if you're going to do it on a big bike, and sure. you need to be prepared. It's because there's there's mud, there's rocks, there's logs, there's hills, there's off cambers. Sure. So you know you, you better you better be on your toes, and, and you know you'll you'll run around the knobbiest tire you can find because it's 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 not like the BDR or the Transamerica Trail as far as big bikes go.
0: Obviously my exposure to it is mostly limited to the North section of, I think sure. it's, it's mostly main one and then I think some of main two on the mm-hmm. the North side of what I know between Danny boom country byway and the North side. Are there sections of the Kentucky venture tour that are more difficult than what I've seen between Spass Creek road, mountain Springs, um,
1: fincastles,
0: <laughs> the rock field on Fin Castle yeah. is a is a no go for a lot of people on big bikes.
1: Yeah, so yes, um, I, I believe so. Especially when you're talking about hard sections. Well, just on the main. Loops. Okay, main loop. Um, that's that's probably some of the harder ones. The,
0: on par with is the question. Cur- yeah, there,
1: there's something that's on par with it, but probably not harder on the main loop. Okay, um, and, and, and you know, different. You know, one. There, there's a spot down near Murfreesboro, Kentucky mm-hmm. that's some creek running. So that's kind of similar to what's up around in the Daniel Boone yeah. by-country byway sections. Um, but then it's got a hill climb coming out that's real long that's yeah. it's pretty muddy. So it's, there's spots that are similar and and, and spots that are different. It's, just everything's different in Kentucky like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I got
0: a buddy of mine that I think I think he's bored with it. I could be wrong, I'm making an assumption or whatever. Um, and a lot of people are amazed that it's just, it's just weekend after weekend. I'm going, this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, like, how do you write? I'm like, did it rain yesterday? It's a whole new trail tomorrow. It is. I, 30 Jeeps have gone through there since the last time I've gone through there, so it'll be a completely new trail. I've watched Sposs Creek go from being difficult well it used to be the north the, on the hillside it mm-hmm. was easy right now that's the hardest part yeah. the creek runs are pretty easy and you know like i said i've watched all the trails everything and changes it's amazing how that stuff works so let's circle back um you're talking about hard sections so there's mm-hmm. there's almost a thousand miles of main loop or at least 900 miles of <laughs> not
1: non-something ish not a yeah and then when you said hard sections what do you mean so hard sections are Sections that you probably don't want to take a big bike on, unless you're extremely good. And there's people that's done it, um, but some of it is hardcore single track, um, big rocks, logs. Um, hard three is really long. Um, that'll dag near take almost a day.
0: Is that S Tree area?
1: It is the S Tree area. Um, plus, there's there's actually more than just the. Um, the, the trail that goes from Turkey foot to Estuary. Okay. Um, it's actually an ATV trail. It's part of the Sheltoway Trace. It's actually mm-hmm. open to motorized vehicles. Um, well, that thing, it's ATV trail, but there's a lot of twists and turns, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of rocks on it, a lot of mud holes on it. Um, but then there's a, another section that's kind of north of McKee that, that's part of Hard 3, but it's not part of that Sheltoway Trace. Yeah. Um, that section's a lot of fun through there. Um, most of it's ATV wide. There was a little bit of single track in there. Um, but there's some pretty big rock drops and climbs so again it's, it's everything you know it's
0: <laughs> that's I mean that's on the list of questions it's tough as a guy who's seen some of that I want you know beyond showing video to people explain to people what they're looking for and I don't know if you've sat down and looked at that like how do you describe difficulty for the main loop versus the difficulty for the hard sections. And I, I know the first word out of your mouth is always full knobbies. Yeah, oh, yeah. you'll hear me say that <laughs> a lot.
1: Right. So, and I've had people ask me before, well, can you number your trails? Can you rate your trails? Well, that really only works if you have riders of the same caliber. Mm-hmm. Because a hard trail to one person may be easy to another person. It depends sure. on your riding experience and it depends on what you're riding. Yeah, So, it, it, it's... Like okay, let's use Hard uh, Five for instance. That's sure. another part of the show, Toy Trails. It's got a lot of single track in it. I've been riding that trail since probably 1990. Um, so to me, it, it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't personally consider it really hard. But if I take somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience in that type of terrain, they're probably going to hate me. <laughs> so, and, and that's happened. It's a true story. That's.
0: That's funny, because obviously I host a rally in May. Um, and the same questions you get, I'm sure, that's why I've seen yeah. the text of jokes about, like, you're you're an angel and a, and a, a superhero. <laughs> but I, I was going to get around to that one in a second. But, you know, how, do you, how do you handle some of this stuff? But I've, I've tried to define as much as I can. It's, it's tough. It is. And that's what I was going to say, is in your defense, I think that's the challenge, is 900 miles. How many times a year, I mean, and this is a serious question, how many times a year do you ride... The KAT. The whole loop in a hole? Well, I'm sure you do it in chunks.
1: Yeah, so there's only been three times where I've sit out and rolled it, rolled the whole loop. Sure. Um, now, when I go out and ride it, it's more exploring new stuff. Yeah. Um, and occasionally, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go out and ride a day or two of it. Um, but yeah, um, most of the time now when I'm going out, we're, we're trying to find new stuff. And I'm always trying to. Take blacktop out and put dirt in. Absolutely, it's it's hard to do sometimes, um, but I try. Well, I'm always looking for new stuff that's it's legal and keeps us off the blacktop. So, and
0: that's I spend, Imagine that's where you're at with it is that you've you've created this route, you've posted it publicly, and you know what's open and legal, and so you're just watching the news or the Forest Service for what's open and closed. Because I know we had that discussion about Hard yep. 11. Yep. Uh, that. Yep, that was they were telling Jeeps to stay off of it for a while. Um, but although I, I don't know, did you put hard eleven back in, or did you put a motorcycle on? I,
1: I did it there. It, it got washed out in one spot really bad, um, but they went in and they kind of fixed it to where it's much safer for so oh, okay. a, a Jeep to go through. But I, so I did close it for a little while for Jeeps just because the safety factor. But now that's it's okay now. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it's you're keeping up with the news, and then. Do you go out and just take a look at some
1: things. Yeah, you yeah, like somebody. If somebody comes back and says, "Hey, man, this this trail's washed out," so I'll I'll try to get out there as soon as I can and, and verify that, or or you know, or I'll ask them, "Hey, you know, did you get a picture of it?" And then I you know I'll go out, if somebody sends me a picture of something that's that's dangerous. Now I'll, I'll take it back, just going off of that, and then I'll try to keep an eye on it to see when it gets fixed so we can put it back.
0: Yeah, you and I are cut from the same cloth in that sense. <laughs> I'm always running the camera and stuff, so that's all. I'm like I just feed stuff to you, trying to be a nice guy, and I'm like. I guess I don't really know how this guy operates. I just, <laughs> just do it. Uh, well, So you talk about, you know, hard five. Um, do you have a favorite part of the KAT that you like the most? I like the hard
1: sections. Uh, 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 that's it just nothing, you know, coming from a racing background. I, I like the hard stuff. So, yeah, hard five, hard four, hard three. Um, that's my favorite ones. Um, hard one. Hard one's pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping to. I was it sandy ridge i forget what the name of that road is uh the very beginning of it i skipped the last time on accident i missed the ah. turn and didn't think <laughs> about it and so i'm going to do that this weekend i know the the, the
1: beginning list. of hard one used to be really difficult in a four-by-four because there was a, a section off Sandlick That's road it. It. that was that was washed like you were going up it was washed out on the left-hand side and you would pretty much drag your mirror on I've one seen side those but it's been photograph. fixed recently so it, that's not even an issue anymore.
0: You just rode that the other day, and I saw that video, yep. and I was yep. like, "This is not yeah. what I rode. It, it, it's
1: I was like, I was looking for it, and I'm like, man, that I think I even mentioned it in the video. Mm-hmm. I that's the first time I've been through there since since it had been fixed, and I almost didn't recognize the spot. That's wild. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what
0: that looks like. Uh, Holiday Hill was what we did before. That's what's on there, right at the end. of So that
1: unfortunately, we had to remove Holiday Hill. Um, there was a land dispute there with. Um, a landowner that always let people ride through and they knew our road park that went in. Yeah. So unfortunately we've had to take that out. Hopefully someday we'll put it back in.
0: But I guess I need to check the GPX file. The south end of Hard One still has a really long downhill rock.
1: You're talking about road. Hard One A though, right? Holiday Hill? Holiday uh, Hill was on one A. Oh. Yeah, and then there, there's a regular hard one, and there was a hard one A. That, I remember that. Yes, but that's what Holiday Hill. Maybe is. I wasn't on
0: Holiday Hill, or I, Holiday no.
1: Hill is a bunch of rock stairs. It going
0: down. That's it. Well, I guess
1: we we'll have to. Yeah, go the down one there. that I messaged you about the other day. That's what that was. The old one A. Maybe I got lost.
0: <laughs> so I have to check my own G P X tracks. So
1: there's that. Actually, that was somebody else. Never mind. Uh,
0: well, that's what I mean. How many how many texts and emails oh. do you field every day?
1: And, and, and I, a, a bunch, but I don't mind because I enjoy doing it it's
0: yeah it's the same thing it's cut from the same cloth like, when hosting a rally in that type of area that's the stuff that you get um so we talked about some of the bikes and whatnot and you said target audience is probably 350 650 ish yeah types yeah. and
1: whatnot but i'm sure we've seen i've seen uh 1200 gs yeah it can be done there, there's there's no there's no question there's there's guys out there that are phenomenal riders on those bikes um and they can do it um but they know what they're getting into you know and they, they've got they've got experience in that type of terrain that was what i was going to ask you so what what advice do you have if, <laughs> if if folks are coming at
0: this and they say hey i want to take i want to take an adventure bike to do this and not a dual sport uh, what are you telling them first besides yeah the first the thing tires? i tell them
1: I, I tell them to watch as many youtube videos as you can um that's good advice um you know, if you don't have a lot of off-road experience, I'm not talking about just dirt roads, I'm talking about trails on a big heavy bike like that, you may want to go out and, and practice locally. Um, it's, it's, it's a different animal when you get a big five, six hundred pound bike on trails like that. I don't know if you can, can you,
0: can you verbalize the challenges? I don't know, what's the biggest bike you've done
1: it on? Uh, on out okay six hundred
0: that's a solid that's a solid uh, but it was exam. modified
1: so it did have a different suspension on it um and a buddy of mine used to ride it with me on his klr mm-hmm. uh, but he's, he's he's an excellent rider um and it's, it's not always easy but it's all about the experience yeah and and <laughs> knobby tires <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what if i if i had to verbalize it yeah to me it's understanding how the bike is gonna respond in low traction right. conditions.
1: Um, and you know, <laughs> I yeah. know you know. <laughs> how are you gonna... Line choice yeah. is, is, is huge.
0: It's, well, I mean, I was on a TW 200 and I was on Mountain Springs Road again, not Kentucky Adventure Tour, but the same caliber. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a you know 12 inch rock in one rut and one in the other. Right. And on a, on a TW, which can go up anything, right. I could not get over that
1: rock. <laughs> you need to drag it
0: out of that rut to put it in the other
1: one you need good throttle control (laughs) and clutch control and balance to ride a big bike and stuff like that
0: and i think that's what i've had to define um i think it's bald rock fork again not kentucky bench Tour right off of it there just where that sandstone that you're used to seeing and -hmm. it's rained real hard and now what was a four inch step is now a seven inch step yeah. I yep. think that's it. Throttle control and knowing how to weight the bike mm-hmm. and I, I think everybody has that debate. It's not about picking the bike up, it's about picking it up for the fifth or sixth.
1: Time. <laughs> that's <laughs> when it <the> starts <laughs> to wear on you. <laughs> yeah.
0: it, at Fincastle Road, that's what it was. We went up Fincastle okay. Road with a couple buddies. Rocky. And, yeah, well, it, it's the clay start. Yeah. So my buddy's on his 990. And, and that's it. You pick the wrong line in the clay, and yeah. it's gonna going to remind you of the feeling,
1: so. <laughs> But in an instant, it changes from clay to solid rock base. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> it, it,
0: it I've told people on the big bike, uh, just jump in the rut. You're going to be there soon yeah. enough anyway. Yeah. Just <laughs> embrace it and, and ride it. <laughs> that's good Good advice. <laughs> um, so back to another question I meant to ask earlier, uh, and I know you get this a lot. Where do you start?
1: <laughs> it, it, it's a loop. You can start anywhere you want. Just pick um, the easiest place to get to. Uh, if you're driving a uh, truck and trailing your mm-hmm. bike, um, there's there's places along the way that are very friendly and open to leave, leaving with truck there. Um, uh, Hatfield McCoy Inn, Don and Kathy McCoy. They will yeah. absolutely. You can leave your truck there. Um, he even has a shop. He'll let you work on your bike if you want. And they have a wow. uh, yeah. They have a little uh, a hotel there and a little restaurant. Then um, they more than happy to let you leave their bike there, and it's it's a safe place. Um, little Abner Hotel up in Slade, they they more than happy. Um, that's the motel. Instead. That's the motel. Yeah, reach, yeah, right. yeah. It, it, and you know if you're gonna do it, try to stay a night there. You know, yeah. Don't just drop your truck off. Hey, i I'll be back in a week. You know, try to patronize the businesses there. And that's another goal of mine. To the to the cat was to get some tourism dollars into an area that's struggling when when the when the coal industry moved out. Um, just yeah, these businesses were really appreciated. Um, matter of fact, a good friend of mine, Kent, he uh, he he works for the state. He had a meeting with the tourism board and some other uh, some other entities in in the state today. Um, and he did a presentation on the cat and how how it's bringing tourism dollars. To these little towns and these state parks, and they just absolutely love the idea. What can we do on our end to help you out? So the, the state is actually loving this. Good. Yes,
0: yeah. I've been I've been chewing on this quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure you mentioned. I mean, somebody asked me, "What? Why do you? Why do you host Red River Scramble?" I'm like, I mean, my grandma lives off mm-hmm. Seven Thirteen, yeah. so she's right by right. Spass Creek Road, and I'm like, I mean. I grew up as a kid going down there and didn't realize that I'm like I took it for granted that everybody went you know yeah. over the river and through the forest to you know, grandma's house. <laughs> right, and everybody right. had a hundred foot cliffs in their backyard. Yeah. I mean, this place is amazing, and I want people to see it. And then on top of that, what a what an economically depressed area that yeah. a lot of this yeah. stuff is. And so yeah, like don't don't hand me money. Go go buy pizza and beer and whatever else it is and, and
1: I, occasionally I'll get somebody that says hey man it's it's Eastern Kentucky you know the hillbillies aren't you worried about you know getting shot that's not the case at all I've been riding there for 30 years and everybody is so friendly asking you questions hey where you been where are you headed what uh, tell me all about what you're doing it's not uh, it, it's not what the the uh, the movies or the media would make it out to me, that the people there are very, very friendly. And I'm, you know, there's bad people everywhere, but I feel safer out there than I do in a big city.
0: Um, So we talk about where to start, and then, um, and you talked about Little Abner, and um, uh, the Hatfield McCoys.
1: Correct. Where else can you stay? There's, um, I've got motels marked all along um, the loop, and you don't necessarily have to stay in those every day. It just depends on how far you want to ride each day. But there's plenty there to where, you know, if you want to ride 100 miles a day, if you want to ride 200 miles a day, you should be able to work it in to where you can get to a motel or there's campsites marked along the way. So great campsites, Turkey Foot, Estuary, and There's just there's several others that are, that are really nice campgrounds or camp spots you could stay at. Um, and, and there's more out there, too, than what I've got marked but those are the ones that I've used and I recommend. Yeah, and
0: that was where I wanted to go
1: back to that because you're talking about
0: 200, 300 miles a day and you're looking at 900 miles. So what do you tell people is the average time that they need to plan? To yeah, that's practice? a good question. So uh,
1: riding, I don't know, let's just say 200, 250 miles a day, I typically can do it in five days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's starting fairly early um, and maybe getting done around five or six. If you're on the DR350. Right. Are you camping? No. I just stay same hotels. So okay. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> it,
0: I'm arriving at that point at the right age of 37. I'm like, you know what? It, it, yeah, exactly. I like warm <laughs> beds and dry rooms. Yeah, yeah. I'm there with you. So, so getting up early, stay in a hotel so you don't have to break camp, and you yep. can do 900 miles in five days. Yeah. And so that's a pretty, yeah. And,
1: and some days, you you know, you won't be able to do 200 miles. So the section from, let's say, if you're going counterclockwise, going from Slade to Livingston, that's, an, you're doing really good if you can do that in one day. You're hauling.
0: Well, and that was, and again, well, I mean, we're all over the map here. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the fun, right? But you're talking about all the hard sections, and I've looked at the map. And to me, it seems like the hard sections are concentrated just east of 75 on the western portion of the loop. Because that's the Dandy Moon Forest, and there's a lot more options for hard trails in that section. So does that coincide with your statement that if you're having a rough weather day, or in general you're just rushing, that you're going to struggle with that on the west side of the loop? Yeah.
1: So let's say you start in Slade, and you see it's going to rain the first couple days. Go clockwise. Mm -hmm. So there's more... uh, Percentage of blacktop on the east side than there is the west side, but there's still a lot of dirt there. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it, it, if you're gonna, if it's gonna rain, maybe save the Danny Forest for the end of the ride when it's not raining. That's good advice, and I've not heard that before. For mm-hmm. as much homework as I've done,
0: that because a lot of people say, "Where do I start? Yeah, which way should I go? Yeah." So I definitely want to highlight that. Technically,
1: it doesn't matter. Right. Based it off maybe weather. Yeah. Right. If, if you're gonna do the whole loop.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, what kind of challenge are you looking for, right? Yeah,
1: are you right, on right. Your,
0: your KTM 250 EXC, <laughs> then absolutely. Yeah, go
1: yeah. on that in the rain and have a
0: good time. Yeah, that makes perfect sense there. Um, what about packing recommendations? I'm not um, sure if I've seen you talk about that or post that.
1: I pack light because I'm not camping. Um, I have camped before, um, but now, like I say, I, I just I typically go to hotels. But I'll usually try to take. At least a front tube, because um, you can use a front tube and a rear tire um, in a pinch. Um, some tire levers, um, basic tools where you can, you know, take your wheels off or just do basic maintenance on the bike. Um, oh, shoot. Just, you know, some snacks, water. You definitely want water, and it's snacks, because there's, there's times where you may not go through a town for several hours. So, you know, if something were to happen, you know, it's nice to have those along with you. Um, It is pretty rural in some places.
0: Well, I guess that leads me to, well, first question is going to be, if you can't fix something on the bike, where do you find somebody that can fix something on the bike?
1: Well, hopefully you're taking a buddy with you. (laughs) (laughs) I never recommend doing the cat by yourself. So, yeah, so in a case like that, you know, at least two guys in the group, the other guy can go... Try to find some help, or try to find parts, or whatever. Yeah, um, I do carry a tow strap. I have towed buddies, and I've been towed out of sections nice. before. It's not easy, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get out. You know. I mean,
0: there are signs for bears. I've never seen one, but they <laughs> <I, laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I've
1: run across small black bear, but they're they're scared to death of you. That's I mean, what I thought. Yeah, I I don't personally don't think that's a big issue out west. Yeah, like when we go to the, do the tour of Idaho. Yeah, you gonna want to carry bear spray because there's grizzlies out there. But in Kentucky, you, you're probably not gonna see one because they're long gone before you get there. But you may, you may see one run across the road in front of you. But yeah. just keep going. You know, of course, you don't want to stop. But that's, they're 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 not gonna chase you.
0: That's what I was thinking. Is like, unless you unless you, in a random case, if you're
1: you know, messing with one of their cubs, the mother exactly. might chase you. But that, that you know, chances that happen are
0: very slim. That's what I was gonna say. Is that's the only time I think you would ever. Um, I just made that joke because I'm like, that's the one <laughs> thing is I do not want to be unprepared sleeping on the trail down there. And it's yeah. really not. It's not that it's dangerous. It's just that, yeah, I'd rather give towing a shot. Oh, what, one other item
1: I do carry is a silky saw. It's a brand of handsaw. saw. Um, it's, it's, it's very good. It's actually what the the U.S. Forestry Service uses and recommends. I was turned on to it by the creator of the uh, the Tour of Idaho, uh, Martin Hackworth. Um, the thing's great. You can really saw through an 8-inch log in no time. It's, it's a great saw to have, and it folds up. So it's a folding. saw. It's a folding saw. saw. Yep. a yep. Silky saw. Yeah. It's not. It's 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 way better than what you would buy at your big box stores.
0: Interesting. Not to look it up. because yeah. that is it. Is I, in my S-I-L-K-Y, tool, I
1: know, and I carry the the model called the Big Boy. Um, it's only I don't know maybe fourteen inches long. Yeah. So it's that's pretty easy to pack.
0: Well, that's to me that's pretty priceless advice for mm-hmm. the big bikes because I think it's easy to carry stuff like that yeah. and you know use zip ties or mm-hmm. you know strap it down to the frame or whatever. Because yeah. to me that's the thing where. You run across the wrong tree on a big bike, the getting over it obstacle is. is
1: And then that's something you'll find on the cat. I mean, it happens a lot. You know, you have bad weather and trees fall over the trail. Yeah. Um, And then to be able to saw through it and and keep going is a a great advantage. I look forward to seeing if that gigantic
0: tree is still laying across Fencastle Road. It's been there for about three years now. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, So, after where to fix your bike or tools, how often can you get gas or where can you get?
1: Yeah, usually no more 60 to 70 miles is the longest yeah. stretch between gas. So that's, that's really not an issue unless you're just on something that has a really small tank. Uh, and that's what I'd have to think
0: about, like uh, like a 250 EXC or something. i got a two-gallon tank, and I get about 100 miles on the 250 L. I don't worry about mm-hmm. range at all on that. I'm, I would assume that the
1: more race-ready bikes
0: are probably not that far off. Of yeah, and,
1: and, and you know if you are on something like that, just whenever you see a gas station, top it off. Yeah. Just to be on the safe side.
0: Yes. My buddies that are on their 350 XCWs carry a 20-ounce fuel bottle. I always mm-hmm. carry the fuel bottle, too. Right. It's so like you said about tools and stuff like that. So when's the best time of year to ride the K?
1: Yeah, another, another tough question to answer. Eastern Kentucky gets a lot of rain. Um, it, it rains, it seems like, from... Early winter and snow uh, all the way up through, gosh, end of June and even into July. So you can ride at any time of the year, and I've ridden it in pouring down rain. Um, But if you want to stay the driest in the fall, late summer, fall is going to be your best bet for dry. I'll say it won't rain, but that seems like it's the driest time of the year for Kentucky.
0: I mean, it's a dynamic place. Yeah, I mean, I host a rally in mid-May. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Why don't you move it to this side and the other?" And I'm like, yeah. "You realize it's been 90 degrees like June." That's first, right. I that think.
1: that's the flip side. <laughs> that's the flip side to doing it um, in, in the late summer, early fall. It's probably going to be hot and humid. Yeah.
0: But well, I mean, that, that to me, that's the piece. Is that, like if you're planning on tent camping, that's why I hold the rally early in the spring. So it's still a little cooler, but it's right. ideally you know warm. But yeah, that, in the fall. Man, the fall down there is oh, it's just so good.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, uh,
0: I know the cliffs around the gorge, and I would imagine it's just as good elsewhere mm-hmm. to catch, catch the cat when the leaves are down. Yeah,
1: because you'll see stuff in the fall and when the leaves are down that you, you'll ride by and you'll never even notice any other time of the year, especially in, in the gorge area, the slate area. So what's
0: the weirdest time of year you've ridden?
1: The what? What is I've, the, see,
0: I've seen some pictures of you in the snow. There's so <laughs> you got any wild stories about the strangest times
1: or weather type seasonal events? Yeah, the, the pictures of the here? snow was. Um, I went up against my own advice and actually went up by myself that day, and there was no snow where I live. And when I got down there, in uh, some places about eighteen inches. So yeah, yeah. So that was a rough day, but uh, we got through it. Let's get that
0: point out. because
1: there's there's a lot of
0: hidden culverts yeah. that I run into down there. <laughs> culverts
1: and ruts and rocks. and uh, Yeah, it can get you. <laughs> well, I can I can imagine that. That's, yeah, that's a lot. So, where was that?
0: I have a picture of your bike sitting sitting
1: on the crest of a hill between yep. some pretty big rocks. That is on hard four. Is that, that right? That's uh, just a little bit northwest of the town of Livingston. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's how I hear people talk
1: about yeah. it. Yeah. It's an area known as Sand Springs. Yeah. Okay. Nice area through there. That's a, that's a fun hard section.
0: And there was, I mean, I saw snow on the ground. It didn't look like eighteen inches of snow, but
1: yeah, it varied. There wasn't in that particular picture, but there were some spots that was uh, it was pretty bad. So you ran ran the whole
0: smash. Hard no, or no, hard I was day? just out
1: exploring that day. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was actually a two day ride. I actually started in Slade and uh, and went to Livingston.
0: So we used to have Townsend Cave. Yeah. Which is unfortunately uh, landed on... Did they buy that property? Is that what happened?
1: They're, they're leasing it from the coal company. The coal company owned that land and they, they always allowed off-road vehicles to go through there. And the majority of it was county road anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they've now there's an off-road park that's leasing that land for them. Um, that's the, the same issue that we're having that I had to close a hard 1A. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of it's questionable whether whether the property boundaries are where they say they are versus where in reality that they are. Brutal down there. Yeah, it's tough in the city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's if you if you bring in a surveyor, from what I understand, on a big piece of property like that, you're looking at eighty thousand dollars to survey it. So oh, who sure. wants to pay that kind of money to fight it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna want that dirt pretty bad. Yes, yeah. so there it, it is. There's some sad situation down there right now that, that, that's blocking some land uses that, that, that people have been riding for years and years and years. And so
0: members of the Off-Road Park obviously still have that and I've seen some videos of it. Um, the ultimate question was, that's a roadside attraction that I can think of. I'm sure there are others. Um, tell me about some of the roadside attractions that you get to see by being on the cab.
1: Yeah, there's there's one really neat cave um, on um, the main near tree. That's actually marked as a waypoint. Nice. It's um, it's it's pretty cool. It's almost like a huge hole in the ground with a river running through it. Um, wow. That you can actually go down in quite a ways. Um, there's several because there's, there's many natural arches up in the natural the the Red river of a gorge area that uh, that you can you can see, and that's that's a big hiking area. So there's you can get off the cat and you can ride to these trailheads and, and hike a short distance to these huge uh, natural bridges. Um, there's another one that's South, um, southwest of the town of London, um, it's called Double Arch. That's right on the trail. I mean, literally, nice. you're going down a gravel road, and it's 20 feet over off the side of the road that you can you know, ride right up to. Uh, gosh, there's so much. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's
0: to me, that's the glory of it. I'm just trying to, how do you verbalize yeah. that without without pictures and images and some of that stuff?
1: Pine Mountain State Park's is beautiful, and that's a place where you may see some black bear. Um, uh, Kingdom Come State Park. This is, uh, I believe, they call the the um, uh, shoot, the Grand Canyon of the East. Yeah,
0: I think I've heard that. Yeah, I can't say I'm overly familiar with it. Uh, what about Hensley Settlement?
1: Hensley Settlement is is is, is really cool, and it, it, it's it's a struggle to get up to it. So the Hensley Settlement was a, a settlement in the late 1800s and early 1900s. It's a group of people that lived on top of this mountain. Even from back then, it was off grid, and from what I understand, they only came down a couple of times a year um, to do trading. But so you ride up; it's it's an out and back trail because there's only really one way up and one way back legally. Uh, It's very very rocky going up, a lot of switchbacks, but it's um, it's several miles to the top of that mountain. And once you get to the top, it's cleared and they've restored these old this old settlement. So they've restored a lot of the buildings and the houses and. uh, at one time, there was uh, 160 people that lived up there, and wow. then uh, I think the last person came off of it in 1950. Finally, wow. came down off the mountain. So you said it's two.
0: It's two one way roads. Is that? What
1: well, it no, it's it's up and back.
0: So there's no other entrance to it.
1: There, there is an entrance on the Tennessee side, but that's. Um, by uh, I think it's a state tourism, so they they have buses that take you up. that can take you up the other side. That's what that is. Yeah, so you can't. And, and once you get to the Hensley Settlement property, there's a, a wooden fence and there's signs saying no motorized vehicles past this point. So you can't actually ride through it. Even yeah. if you could go down the other side, you're not allowed to ride right. in the settlement itself. I looked at it real close on the map. It's it's, it's very day. cool. It's like I say it's not easy to get up there, yeah. but it's it's a very neat place. Um, and then you google it it's called the hensley settlement it's just it's a lot of history up there
0: you took your you get a toyota right
1: um so i've got a mazda so i've got an 89 mazda which which is very very similar looking to the uh, late 80s or mid to late 80s Toyotas.
0: it reminds me of the Hilux when i see those pictures. yeah it,
1: it is look, it, exactly the Hilux. Yeah. yeah that's what it looks like and i
0: have i have taken that up there i was gonna say i think that was the video i saw when you were scouting up is that your winter scout vehicle for
1: no, you know, I don't do my truck as much just because on the bike I can cover so much more ground yeah, yeah. In, in a much quicker time. But I do enjoy taking my truck out some. Maybe t- once or twice a year I'll take it out and do some playing around. That's funny.
0: As a, as a bike guy, uh, and I only know the KAT as a bike guy, but mm-hmm. I watch the guys in the Jeeps and stuff. Yeah. And I often think about what's what's difficult for me as I assume some of the stuff is easy for them and then vice versa. So that's that's really exactly right. How that stuff works. Yeah. I got a buddy that's got an FJ, and I got another buddy who's actually done several parts of the KAT on this 990 with me. He's got a Jeep. And I nice. saying we got a, <laughs> yeah, we got to get these together. And, and,
1: and it's, it's not, you know, the cat's not just a bike thing, like you said. It's it's there's a, a specific version for bikes and a specific version for four x fours, and it's it's pretty equal about how many people do it. You know, four x fours versus bikes. And there are sections ex-
0: are there sections exclusive to each, or are they just exclusive to motorcycles?
1: So the main loop is almost. Almost exactly the same. There's a couple spots that you have to deviate, um, whether you're on a bike or a four by four. But the hard sections are where the differences are. For instance, um, hard five is single track, so you actually can't take a four x mm-hmm. four through there. So the the four x fours don't have a hard five. So you'll see on, on the four x four route, there'll be there you know won't be a hard four or a hard five, but sure. there'll be a hard seven or a hard six. Um, yeah, just just for the fact that they either legally can't go on those trails or they just won't fit yeah and then you definitely don't want to try to make them fit because yeah you could be doing way more damage than uh, than you should we've talked a lot about uh gpx files Mm -hmm.
0: tell me about map resources and describe the gpx files you know like from the consumer standpoint, from the attendee standpoint, what's yeah. it, what's life look like?
1: So, first thing is, I get asked all the time, "Where can I get a paper map?" Well, you you, you really can't. But then the reason being, there's a couple of reasons. One reason is it's a constantly changing route. So, if you were to print out a map, it would be so large that it would be uh, you know unusable
0: yeah. to get
1: enough detail. Right. Um, and it, or it would be multiple pages. Um, you know, it could be 20 pages to, to, to get enough detail to be able to navigate my paper map because some of the roads are so rural and some of them don't even exist on paper maps. So what what I've done is gone to a, a GPX. And all that is that's a, a type of GPS file. Um, it's kind of a universal language when it comes to GPSs. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I can change as needed and just update it on the Facebook group page or the website. Um. And, and that's really the only way to do it. And you know, people say, "Well, I don't know how to use a GPS." Well, you don't really even need a GPS unit anymore. You you got one in your pocket. It's a smartphone. Yeah. Um. And there's some really good apps out there that, and the one I use only costs two dollars. Um. Go on with that because I think that's to
0: me that's gold. It's yeah.
1: I know what I use, and mm-hmm. I'm
0: really stuck with that. But I think there's so many options. There is.
1: There's it's some good great good options. options out it's there, totally and they're and the opinion opinions vary. Um. But that's all you need, you know, and it, it doesn't really take very long to figure out how to use them. Um, for the particular one I use, I've wrote a tutorial in the file section of the Facebook page. It's a step-by-step with pictures telling me exactly how to do it. Um, and everybody that's basically done it says, okay, man, that makes sense. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't take a long time to learn. And even if you're a non-techie person, I'm really not that techie. Um, and it didn't take me long to learn those those GPS programs. So,
0: How's the map broken up then? So there,
1: there's as far as like
0: the tracks itself right i am mean, i'm kind of leading questions no, you now i get but, i understand kind of like how do you visualize that like since we're doing like radio you know so it's like <laughs> how is the map
1: so so the map is is a, is a track so it's, it's basically like a breadcrumb trail so it's it's okay. a fixed point on a map a line the main loop is broken up into four sections uh, main one two three and four and then like you can color code it whatever you want, but I'll use like green for the main loop. Mm-hmm. The hard sections that break off of the green or the main, I'll color red. So that way when you're when you're riding down the main, you see a track going off one direction, there's a red. Well, I know that's a hard section. Yeah, Is that kind of what you were alluding to? Right.
0: And actually, to some degree, I mean, not only have I seen it and know what's going on, but even after playing with it, manipulating it and borrowing it and all that other stuff, I'm like, why four? Why four sections?
1: So the reason that I broke it up is if you're using, uh, let's just say a Garmin GPS for instance, some Garmin GPS's are limited to how many track points you can have per track. Mm-hmm. So a, a track, excuse me, has, has many, it's, it's it's a whole bunch of dots that make up a line. Right. So let's just say, uh, I think it's 10, most, a lot of the garments will have a 10,000 track points per track. Yeah. And you, the more track points you have per track, the more accurate the right. track line is. Right. I don't know if this isn't making sense or not, yeah. but if, if I tried to do if I tried to do ten thousand points for the whole thousand mile loop, the track wouldn't be very accurate. It wouldn't follow the right. trails exactly. So then I have to break it up into tracks of ten thousand points each. Oh, it's I mean to me it's invaluable to to speak to what you're talking
0: about. When I looked at the track for for hard one. I was like, this is a weird zigzag. Like, I think he stopped and got off the bike. And then I yeah. rode it and went, no,
1: that's legit. Like, yeah. that's this crazy There's, switchback that goes there is. down There's the There's a lot mouth. of switchbacks where you're <laughs> almost riding back on top of yourself where you just were, but it's just that tight of a hairpin or, or switchback turn.
0: I have ridden hard 11 at least twice. And I looked at it on the map last night, and I realized that you have it set up to go down the hill and through the tunnel and back up. Yeah. And all this time, I thought that, that was—I thought that was
1: a, a like a recording that was goofed up, and but that's intentional. It's that's actually, actually um, I recorded the track when I was riding. So right. what you're seeing is what I actually rode. And that's what I was thinking is that
0: so you have over time ridden this, tracked it, yeah. and are splicing these
1: pieces together. So in the in the beginning, or when I when I have a new section that I want to make, I, I sit on my computer and I draw the track on my computer. Yeah. Then I'll go back and I'll ride it, yes. and that that is an accurate recording of where the trail is. That's
0: funny, because this is our second conversation in person <laughs> ever, and that's totally how I rock the same right. thing.
1: I'm like, yeah,
0: that'll work, and I'll go do it for real. We'll yeah. Because yeah.
1: yeah. if you draw it on a map, sometimes maps, map it may show a road in one spot, but that road in actuality could be... 50 yards to the left or the right of where right. the map is actually showing it. Yeah. So you can't always rely on roads that are shown on either a paper map or a map that's on the GPS. Yeah. That was, yeah. I I,
0: uh, I poach off the mountain bike project. I don't know if you've looked at that. I have seen, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so they've covered pretty much everything that you've yeah. covered. And occasionally I'm like, oh, well, that's a legal one way or a legal down and back. I'm going to at least go have a look at it, right? You know, that kind of thing. And that's it, as I was looking at. Some of your recordings to try to make sure that I had the tracks correct in theirs. Because if you just plot it on, you know, Basecamp. Actually, did you
1: say that earlier? Do you
0: use Basecamp
1: to I, maintain it? I'm old school. I use Mapsource. Mapsource was the program before Basecamp. Okay. To to, to me, I just use it for so long. When I try to use Basecamp, it, it I'm like, man, this is above my my skill set. Okay. Map sources is, is very easy and user friendly to use. Map, uh, Basecamp took it to the to the next level, okay. um, which I haven't really got into yet. But there's actually something that we're working on that Basecamp does. Is this something that you can talk about, or you need? I, to sit I, on I phone probably phone. can. <laughs> uh, so uh, my good friend Kent, uh, he's actually the GIS manager for the state of Kentucky. So he is GIS. GIS. So he is in charge of anything that has to do with mapping for the state. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. We need to talk more. He's very knowledgeable. <laughs> I can't
0: believe we haven't talked about
1: this. We yeah. Go on. <laughs> so uh, and Kent was the one that had the meeting today with the some other the estate departments about okay. the cat. But anyway, he is working on a story map. So what it'll be, it'll be a map that you can go online and it'll have say waypoints. Mm-hmm. So you can click on that waypoint that's on that map and it's gonna either bring up a picture of that particular spot. Maybe it's a lookout yeah. or a natural bridge. Or it could be a video. Mm-hmm. So if I video that particular section, you'll be able to click on it. It'll take you up to a video page and you'll be able to see that section road. That's solid gold. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm excited about it. That's yeah. We're really we're really getting close to, to releasing it.
0: I, I'm obviously, you know, I troll the Facebook group and, oh. and I catch on venture Rider a little bit. Uh, and I think that that, I don't know if it's because the way that Adventure riding is growing versus people that grew up the way you did racing or what it mm-hmm. is. But I think a lot of people want to see what they're getting into sure. rather than just prepare themselves and go. goes
1: to back to what we were talking about earlier. If yeah. you're going to go out on, on, a, on a big bike, I recommend watch those videos Yeah, see what you're getting into before you go. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I mean,
0: the GoPro lies a
1: little bit. It does. That hill's twice as steep as it looks in this video. <laughs> hills don't exist on videos. <laughs> no, that's
0: <laughs> it. no, that's absolutely it. Um, so you've got, you got four main loops. Yep. You have the red optional trails. Yep. But what else do I find in a GPX
1: file? Um, waypoints of of hotels, food, gas, points of interest like the cave or the or the, the natural bridges. Um, I can't really think of anything else. You, uh,
0: I, I appreciate, and that to me this goes right back to jeeps versus bikes you mark all the deep creeks on the map. Okay, and okay I find that yeah, funny right. because I'm like, I assume that the, the Jeep guys, unless they're carrying a snorkel, are like worried about mm-hmm. that. But to me, that's like the biggest no-go. Like yeah. with some help and some finesse, I'm like, we can build rock, uh, where they call those kickers and <laughs> right. things like that. We can get over a lot of stuff, but we don't make the water shallower. That's not possible.
1: <laughs> the, the, the deep creeks, uh, and I'll clarify those, the deep creeks, when I have it marked as a deep creek, it's not, not, not deep. Any means about all the creek crossings, but it's the ones that are reasonably deep under normal weather conditions. Yeah. So yeah. deep creek two is the one that everybody talks about. It's a it's a really it's the Rockcastle River. It's a long ways across it. Under normal conditions, if you ride straight across it, it's pretty deep. Um, and there's some big rocks at the bottom. And I've got some videos on this. If you go downstream about thirty yards, it's much shallower. Yeah but after a big rain, it can be 20 feet deep. Oh my God. So yeah, look before you leap.
0: I had no idea. Cause I, I know Fincastle obviously, yeah. Walker Creek there. Walker, Walker. Creek is, yeah. is deep. Yeah, and it's that. I've told people that. I don't know how the Scrambler
1: has done it. Yeah, Walker Creek's deep in a normal well, weather conditions. That's what I would mark as a deep creek because under normal weather conditions, it's deep. That was it had After be- a big rain, it's impassable.
0: It was late March, I think last year. My buddy was on his uh, Bagheera 660, and he said it started to stall out. Yeah. And I went over it with the Honda, and I must have just been lucky, and I heard the Honda snorkels a little higher. But I was like, yeah, it was crazy. deep. And I said, I, the Scrambler's been across it twice, yeah. three times. And I'm like,
1: I don't if know you, how it was possible. If you have any doubts when you come up to a creek about how deep it is, if you can't walk it or check it, don't go through it. Go around. Yeah, And, and, and in the case of Deep Creek 2, I actually have a bypass marked around it. Yeah. So you can, you can, you know, it's, it's a 10 minute bypass, but it's, it's, you, you don't want to take a chance. It's not worth it. I,
0: you can't reinforce that enough. No, I just, it, I mean, it always makes for a great story at a rally <laughs> when everybody's staying in the same camp. Yeah. It's only a few miles away from that, but yeah, the, the, it, the way it, the water is down there. It's no fun to dump your bike in the water. It's no. uh, <laughs> not fun at all. It's not. Uh, I meant to ask this earlier when we were talking about, um, maintenance and schedule so the water makes me think of that if you're somewhere on the cat and you needed to you know bust ass and get back to the trailer or whatever it is what's what's the furthest distance from one side back to like Slade or like if you're just gonna jump on the slab and and head home because there's some sort of family
1: emergency or something so your east to west is going to be your furthest you know i've never measured it but the furthest distance would be oh my gosh big south fork um, Forest, is on the west side, all the way over to let's say the the Halfhill McCoys, and man, yeah. if you was to drive that, that's got to be three or four hours ride by blacktop. But yeah. that, but that that would be worst case scenario. and Most people aren't going to be parked the furthest point away. I, I guess it could happen, but yeah, to your point, you know, uh, you can get back to the truck within a few hours from wherever you are. It-
0: to me, that's the biggest selling point is yeah. you you've, you've gone out on the trail and if things go a little sideways, then you totally have the ability to just pack up your stuff and go. Right. I was, and I've done it. It was making me think about how the, well, first one I was thinking is I've talked to a friend about doing the mid Atlantic BDR mm-hmm. and those are kind of set up to be one way. Yeah. I assume if you got a hold of their GPX track, you could reverse them and run that and right. you've said. The Kentucky Adventure Tour is set to be ran both
1: directions. Either way, doesn't matter. And are the hard sections the same? Basically, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you you know, one direction is going to have a big hill climb. Well, if you go the other way, there's going to be a hill climb somewhere else. Yeah. So it's it's a wash either way you go. I'm a I'm a creature of habit, and I've run a lot of them
0: the same direction. Yeah, and I want. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, that's it. As I've watched like Mountain Springs and some other ones being run in reverse, I'm like, I need to do that. (laughs) Totally different perspective. Well, because. you, like you said, you you run one section and you think one thing is difficult, and then suddenly you discover that you know gravity yeah. was helping you cheat through a section that's actually
1: quite difficult. And right. you just don't know that. That's you know, good. one example I guess direction that does matter is hard four. When you're running counterclockwise, there's a big downhill at the end. If you yeah. go the other way, you have to climb that hill. It's a tough hill. That's single track. Um, it's it's mostly ATV trail, but it does have some single track too. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: and that was the second question. Uh, I think we've talked about it before. We talked about difficulty for Kentucky Adventure Tour. Have you done some of the other BDRs?
1: I've not done the BDR. No, okay.
0: No. But but the general target audience, as you were saying, is it's it should be by design more difficult than, well, it, it'll be more difficult than Mid-Atlantic for sure.
1: The BDR, right. Yeah. I, I think... Uh, I, I, I have not ridden the BDR, but just from the videos I've seen in the descriptions, it seems like it's very similar to the Trans America Trail. That makes sense. Geared more towards bigger adventure bikes and, yeah. and, and longer straight line distances.
0: Yeah. Well, I've ridden, I, I just found out the other day, I went to uh, I went to conserve the ride and rode Bald Eagle State Forest down in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Loved it. But it's still Mostly gravel and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Although I will say the one thing that Pennsylvania has that I've not found yet on the Kentucky Venture Tour is that the uh, the rocks are half buried. Ah. So it's this weird bony terrain yeah. that just rattles everything out and, of And there's some of that
1: on the cat, too. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's there. I just on, seen on the it. eastern side that I don't think you've been to yet, that there's some sense. of that out that way. Yeah, yeah that would fit the bill. Though, around, around Jackson, where you, you see a lot of pictures or videos of the wild horses. It's real similar to that in that area.
0: Oh, so who was telling me about that the other day?
1: And a lot of wild horses uh, in, in a couple sections of the cat.
0: And somebody was telling me about. I think it was in the southwest section that they were, but maybe that's not what it was. Because that's funny, you said there's you a said couple that, spots that topic just came up. Wild horses in the middle yeah. of Kentucky. Mm-hmm.
1: So the, the story is back in the, when we had the, the recession back. in the in the late nineties or whatever. The locals yeah. couldn't afford them, so they just kind of turned them loose, and they and they've thrived. There's, so, there's several hundred. Dot com bubble bust. <laughs> and people just yeah. let the horses. Yeah, yeah, on the old reclaimed strip lines is what it is. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause mind made, that's what it was. Somebody was telling me yep. about mind made adventure yep. park. Yep. It's right in that area.
0: Is does the KAT
1: go over that? Yeah. Yeah. The K A T actually goes through mind made part of it. God. Yeah. It. So they, they have been gracious and, and approached me and said, Hey man, you're the cat's close. You guys are welcome to come through here. No permits needed. Come through. You can camp here. Great people. That's phenomenal. It is, yeah. That's um, yeah. That's so funny
0: that you said that, and that's what had just come up. Somebody said they were going to May later this mm-hmm. year. So, um, so we talk about map software, and you were talking about different apps that are available, how you put it together. Where can people find the
1: map resources? So two places. Um, you can. There's there's a Cat website. It's, I don't have it written down, but I, mean, I, I typically get it or do it on Facebook. Um, it's like kyannis, or annis at ky.com. I was curious yeah. about that website. So what like, that is, that, that's my buddy Kent that I've mentioned. That's, that's, that's his his blog site. Okay. So he's hosting it for me. Okay. For people that don't get on Facebook, um, they can go to the website and get it from there.
0: And so you can get it from the website.
1: Facebook group are those the only two places they are there? the only two places the reason being is um, because of the changes that are made mm-hmm. so I'm trying to keep it simple um, I know there's some there's some copies that's 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 out there on the internet in some cases I've seen them they're five years old they're way outdated so you don't want to don't want to use those use the ones either from the Facebook group page or the website
0: So folks have downloaded them and they just host them somewhere is a is it a convenience or is it they're being a nuisance intentionally there's
1: or, there's uh gps exchange for instance that's yeah. a place where you can you can upload gpx tracks for sure. people to download and, um and you know somebody they'll just put it up there they, i don't think they do it intentionally they just load it and say hey maybe somebody may enjoy this but what they don't yeah. realize it's an ever evolving uh evolving thing
0: well i mean let's talk about that because from i'm really curious i need to do some homework on this you know it seems like everybody's been talking about backcountry discovery routes recently, and I assume it's we're on the East Coast and we now have one and now we have a second one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they have Butler maps for those and all this other stuff, and so I assume that those are relatively fixed. Yeah. How much does the KAT
1: evolve? Quite a bit. Um, on? Yeah, the last change was just December, where I had to take out hard one A. Um, I, I, I'll probably make six changes a year. On average, is per- pretty impressive? You and think it, about and that. it may not always be bad. It may be me finding some other dirt road to get off the blacktop. But in you know, and occasionally we'll lose something. Yeah, um, there was a good example. We had a really good route down by Black Mountain, right on the west or the Virginia line. It was a phenomenal route. S- something happened where the that county judge executive turned it over to someone else. So, and it was a county road and they, they completely closed it. It was a, probably a wow. 10 mile section through there. And now we have to ride blacktop to get around it. There's there's big gates on either end. You can't even get in there.
0: Well, I mean, this is another sidebar and that's what this is all about, honestly. Um, so I went up to Black Mountain this year. It appeared to me that there was a sign there that was telling people- By no. the highest point in Kentucky? Yes.
1: Yeah, so that's actually where that came out. Um, you can still ride in there and go to. The, there's a radar tower up there. I, I really went cool. there. I, but, I, but beyond there, there's a gate. So you can ride up and look at that tower if you want to. And yeah. I, I, I might have it still marked on there as a waypoint or a uh, uh, point of uh, point yeah. of interest. Yeah, uh, but you got to turn around and ride by and back out because that's where that the private what's now private property starts. Okay, I, I'm
0: glad you filled in the
1: the gaps there. I
0: mean, I used that as a uh, scavenger hunt point. And yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it, it depends on who you talk to, right? You know, because some guys are like, "No hassle, no risk." I'm not doing it, or and whatever. So the sign scared a lot of people. So that's what you knew about
1: it. There's there's two roads and they're really close to each other, and one of them does have a private sign drive sign on it, and there's yeah. another one that does not. That's the one that actually goes to the radar. Th- th- I could be wrong. There, somebody could have added a sign recently that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, um, but it's it's county road up until that up until that radar. That's generally what I was thinking. Of yeah. Was like, it, somehow they have to and, get out to this tower and it probably it, belongs to the government. That's a good point. And all along the cat, you'll see no trespassing passing signs on the side, like on a tree or whatever. Those basically mean don't get off of that road. Don't mm-hmm. get up and start trailblazing. It doesn't mean that that, that trail or road that you're on is, is on private property. Cause it's not, it's an actually a County road or a township road. There's just means don't get off of the road. Um, We've had a little bit of a problem with that on um, Spals Creek, people getting off of that road and climbing hills, and the landowners get pretty upset about it. So just, you know, stay on the roads. Have, have you talked direct with some of the landowners? Or you? Just, I, I, you know I haven't personally, person. but I know people in the area that have. Okay. Yeah. I've been real curious about that. Because there, there's some pretty uh, there's some hill climbs off there that people's really run it out and done some land damage on those sides. It's tough.
0: And I and I don't even know how to discuss this.
1: And it's um, fun to do. I get it. I love climbing hills. <laughs> right. But there's time and place for it. And yeah. and on somebody's private property is not the place for it. it. And that was what I wanted to discuss was um, is it SWAFTA,
0: the Southern Southern Four Wheel Drive Association. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that like obviously they talk about tread lightly. Yes. I see them talk about it often and I occasionally see you talk about it. Um, we talked about seasons. I talk about Do's and don'ts, weather, preserve the trail. I mean, what messages
1: do you have? And I don't drive a Jeep or a truck down there, so I don't really sure. know. <laughs> so the, these are county roads. And sometimes you'll see that Danny and Backcountry Byway will post it and I'll post it. We'll say, hey, you know, stay off of Spas Creek for now. Stay off of Pumpkin Hall, which is really wet and soft. Yeah. We can't say, no, you can't go there. Because these they are county roads and township roads. You can do it. But for the greater good for everybody, you know, try to avoid it when it's really wet like that because it does do damage and we don't want to risk you know having that shut down at some point yeah and that's yeah that's absolutely it. as i've
0: said that i've watched the evolution of you know spaz creek and pumpkin hollow actually that was it is pumpkin hollow used to have a section of water that was probably never deeper than like four or five inches and mm-hmm. i straight up about drowned the bike in it yeah the last time i went <laughs> down that so it's between weather and jeeps it's amazing how bad that stuff can get the interactive map—that's what I wanted to circle back to. So is your buddy Kent going to host that
1: from his blog? It'll actually be hosted on the state tourism site. Um, yep. So the, the state is going to provide that. Will it be exclusive to KAT, or it's just that the two? It'll be on the whole tourism page, and I'm assuming yeah. it's going to be there's going they're going to it's going to talk about the cat, and it'll say, you know, "Click here for the story map" or something like that. I don't know. Nice. I haven't actually. I've seen parts of the map, but I haven't seen how the page is going to lead into that map. Gotcha. Um, that's something that, that should be um, should be coming up here really soon. We were—I was actually talking to Ken about that a little while ago. You talked to Redbird all? No. Are you interested? Well, sure, but but that that, that goes back to I don't want it. At too many places because it's really hard to keep all the updates yes. up to date.
0: Yes. So that's, that's
1: something that I got to watch for. And to
0: me, that was kind of wrapped into the like, why did you put this together? And like, in, is this how you spend your summer? Like, do you, do you go out and do, like, recon
1: runs? We, we keep Not just in heat. the summer. I mean, all, all year long. Yeah. I, I, actually, I ride more in the winter than I do in the summer. Nice. just Because I, I I don't like the heat too much. But uh, but I do it in the summer as well. Uh, but I do it because it's fun. Um, and going back to, you know, having a place for people to go to do a week-long adventure yeah. and make a loop. You know, end up where you started. You don't have to worry about renting a Penske truck and driving – back across the country to where you started that goes back to the whole how I got the idea from the Transamerica Trail
0: but I mean you talk about six changes a year yeah so you're that's how you spend your free time
1: Am yeah. I, so so, yeah 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 I'm mean, gonna I do I other things as well I've, I've got a family and two daughters uh, that are very active in dance um, but so I try to balance all that you know yeah um, I don't get her out to ride as much as I would like and maybe once a month um, I'll, I'll try to get out and work on stuff um, but, just, uh, i do it because i love it and and i want to give people a place to go to go do this to do to ride their their dual sport bikes and their adventure bikes i'm just trying to put in their Jeeps. On I, it. i'm sorry i'm just trying to put emphasis on that i'm like i do route recon for fun kind of throughout the it year it is fun i don't but, make a thing i mean i sell some stickers but they don't they don't make anything <laughs> <Like that> said, <laughs> so
0: you you change the route up to well you have changed the route six times in a year Mm -hmm. and mostly for good new things
1: for the most part yeah unfortunately occasionally there's something i have to take out for legality reasons yeah well i'm just thinking about like or safety reasons so we're maintaining
0: a a tourist destination event 900 miles of it it's free (laughs) it's hosted on our website and a facebook page yeah and we need to be careful about putting it in too many places yeah. because it evolves in a positive way most of the time. I yes. I just want to reiterate, yes. <laughs> like, this yeah. is what yeah. we're talking about yeah. here and why I'm yeah. so excited about talking to you about all this stuff. Uh,
1: wow. I just don't want anybody to get out there and get in trouble for being somewhere they're not supposed to be because yeah. of something I did. Does that make sense? No, to me it makes perfect yeah. sense because <laughs> we're on the same Because you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you've been in the same boat. as it. This
0: conversation, I mean, again, it's mostly been, I want to be informative to people that are listening, but at the same time, I just want to sit down here and and BS about it. And again, it's the second time you and I have talked in person and I'm like, it's funny how our paths have been that way Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I'm putting this rally together and I'm trying to answer these questions and how do you rate trails? And and that's it. I don't want people to get lost or get hurt. And I don't want them to have a bad time because they right. don't know what to expect and it's right. tough to do that. But at the same time, it's like, let go and just take <laughs> your time. You'd yeah. be amazed by yeah. what you might find. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, well, that's funny. Um, I guess frequently asked questions.
1: <laughs> Where do I start? Yes. Um, how long is it gonna take me? Yeah. Um, well, we covered two of those. That's a good start. Yeah, that's that's it's <laughs> two biggies. And, you know, I, I've I had intentions of making a, a FAQ section. I just haven't got around to it, but it needs to be done. Because <laughs> yeah. you see a lot of the same questions over and over, and that's fine. I get it. Not everybody reads, uh, you know, all the posts. Of course, there's just so many you, you can't really read through them all. Um, oh, so tip number one, read the pinned post. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> at the very top of the Facebook page in the announcement section is a description. It's a it's. It's it's pretty vague, you know. It doesn't get into a whole lot of detail, but it gives you a very good idea of what you're getting into and how you need to be prepared. Um, yeah, yeah. Read read that poster. There's, there's a lot of questions that can be answered just by reading that. Um, and and don't take offense if you ask a question and I respond with "Hey, go read the pin post," because it's it's not <laughs> me trying to be a jerk and not want to answer your questions. It's just a lot of questions can be answered there. <laughs>
0: That's. That's, that is why I said you were a saint. That's why I did to tell you <laughs> that private message one day because I forget what it was. It had to have been the third time within a
1: couple of days that you had answered these. I, I get it. I, I really do. I understand. Uh, do you...
0: I want to give you guys more... You guys. I want to give you and I want to give Kentucky, obviously, more exposure. Um, and it makes me think about, you know, website and stuff like that. Do you have plans for the future? Are you nervous about, I mean, to me, it's people have asked me about the rally, why don't you do this, why don't you advertise? And it's like, organic growth is really important to me. Yeah. Do you feel the same way about, do you wanna make sure that you don't let this thing get out of control and create too much work? Or? You
1: know, I, I, I really haven't thought that far ahead, but uh, in, in the meeting today, those some of those other, um, other groups there for the state, they were asking, well, what can we do mm-hmm. To help the KET and, and Ken asked me because they were asking him and I was like man I really don't know mm-hmm. I'm open to suggestions um, I know this this will never be and I don't want it to be a money-making thing um, I, I, I haven't been able to answer that question yet yeah how, how can other groups help other than just you know getting the word out and and and, and I it to grow not only for the sport, but to help these small communities that yeah. struggle. It, to
0: me, that that's, and I'm working on this this year myself. Um, and do you have restaurants on the map? Are they? Oh yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah, and that that's it. Mm-hmm. Is I went to uh, White Sulphur OHV this mm-hmm. year, um, and that talk about a hidden gem. Like, yeah. I don't know how many other people know that's there. That place was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm leaving, and there's this. Mom and pop place, and I was like, it's a little late. I need dinner. Maybe they've got, you know, it looks like an old gas station with no more pumps, yeah, you know? Yeah. They have a full fledged diner in there. I got a, you know, country home cooked meal. Mm-hmm. I mean, just those are some of the best experiences yeah. to me to go out on the trail all day. And like you said, if you're hanging up at five, you got time to stop in whatever podunk town that you might be in, and you, you'd be blown away.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a good example of that in Stearns, Kentucky. There's a, a fellow that, um, I think he said he moved down to here from Chicago just to open up this little hotel. He bought this little hotel, and he 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 loves the cat. He actually went out and bought boot dryers so people can dry their boots. And he has behind this little hotel is is he has a pool and he has a gazebo and he's got um, a grill. You can bring your food back there. You can grill out and this guy just loves what we're doing and uh, i recommend everybody stay there the dude is super nice um it's very inexpensive it's, it's not a it's not a, a holiday Inn by any means well, but it's it's very, it's just a really neat quaint little place to stay from uh, uh, with a guy that really gets what we're doing and really appreciates the business
0: first question is Stearns. is that on is that on main one or main two
1: that is on main two Okay, so it's, a it's south. southern. Yeah, before you get down into the Big South Fork recreation area. Okay, and then you were talking
0: about that, which made me think about one: what is lodging costs like?
1: Yeah, the, the most of the motels I have marked are um, they're not big, big motels. Um, they're they're smaller ones. that are you know sixty, seventy, eighty dollars a night. Yeah, um, and they're not the Taj Mahal by any means, but they're 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 clean and they've been very friendly to me. So I put them on there, um, uh, like London, Kentucky, for instance. Um, you know, you can pretty much pick from a Holiday Inn to a, uh, gosh, I think there's a there's a Hilton there, or you can do these little small ones. So if you know if you want to stay at the regular nice hotels, you can. Yeah. Or these, if you want to save some money and stay at these little uh, less expensive motels, they're they're there too. And the one you're talking about specifically in Stearns, how mm-hmm. much?
0: lodgings available. Like is this kinda like a bed and breakfast kind of thing we're talking about? No, talking
1: it's about? just it's a it's a little old older style sixties, seventies hotel that he's he's Renovated. he bought it and renovated. He bought it from my uh an, an older lady that owned it for years. Um and in this little town is very, very small. Um So we're talking like half the little Abner or something like that. Yeah. 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 Smaller than the so, than the Abner. So probably
0: six to eight rooms or something like that. Uh
1: there's probably more than that. Wow. Uh, I don't know, maybe twelve, something like fifteen, maybe. Yeah. But this, you 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 never expect to walk through a gate behind the the main uh the main office and see this very nice pool and a little gazebo. You know, we we uh, we didn't have food to grill, but we ordered in a a pizza and had it delivered, and, uh, and my buddies and I had a great old time sitting back there by the pool.
0: You know, I'm wrestling with this. Um Obviously, I mean, I grew up in Dayton. I'm in the city, and I love you know here we're in Cincinnati and all that stuff. But I, I hear news that I think the rumor is like Great Wolf Lodge is going to move into the gorge. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard it, that as well. And it's you know it's a tough topic because it's like same thing. I want to see the influx of cash to people, but I want it the way that the locals yeah. want it. I right. don't want that. And so it's this it's the same thing that it's like I would like to like. Create a lodge in that area because the riding's so good. There's a place called the Iron Horse down by the Dragon. I don't know if you've ever been down there. I stayed there. Yeah, night. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I you know, like I'm like, Eastern Kentucky could really use this between jeepers, hikers, climbers, you know, dirt bikers, all that other stuff, but at the same time, I don't want to take away those hidden gems mm-hmm. like you said. Right. The, the, man,
1: that's the, Yeah, the Ma and Paul stuff is,
0: is, is what I like. I really enjoy that. I imagine you could probably do that. Can you do that the whole way around the main loop, stopping in little places like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah you can, absolutely. And that's typically what I do. I, you know, I like to, I like to uh, show these people the business. You know, because yeah. I know they need it. Um,
0: and it was making me think about, yeah, the website thing again. like I said, I want to help and whatnot. And it was like, I didn't know how how Kent was handling. Um, hosting the page and whatnot, or did you have a vision for the future if you were going to update the page, or like you said, let, are you still feeling, or are you still feeling it out?
1: Yeah, just just still feeling it out, but I, I think this, this story map in um, in Kentucky uh, Tourism Board hosting it, I think that's a big, I think it's a really good step. So that's a pretty popular uh, site that people go to, is the Kentucky Tourism site. Okay. It's
0: running close to, We'll say time, for lack of a better term. I am going to ask, uh, you and I were chit-chitting about Beta before, <laughs> and would uh, you say both your bikes are from the 90s?
1: Yeah, so one's a 98, one's a 99. So, are you thinking about another bike in the future? Uh, I would I would love to have a new bike, just, uh, hopefully at some point. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Betas. I've, I've looked into them a lot. Um, it's a really, really nice motorcycle. So just thinking about
0: trading the RDX for something else, or... Keeping it because you have it. The uh, RMX? In, yeah, excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I'd probably end up selling it. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind having another uh, 300 or a 302-stroke.
0: <laughs> why, uh, why why 302-stroke versus what you have?
1: Um, <laughs> electric start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, get, think about I'm getting that. old, man.
0: <laughs> How did uh, – I guess for, for folks listening, uh, I ran into Jeff completely randomly. Him and I have talked online quite a bit. And we were at what was it? That was a poker run. Yeah, the Clay City poker run. Yeah, yeah. and they don't call it Clay City for nothing. I'm on the dual sport tires on my 250L, mm-hmm. and it was useless. I, I didn't even finish a lap. Like, yeah, it was. It. Uh, we got
1: a lot of rain that. Oh morning, man! And it was uh, it was it was tough. <laughs> the, those trails were amazing.
0: Yeah, and so I didn't even think about that 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 you That's actually
1: a little off road club that puts that on, uh, Mountain Parkway off road. It used to be open to the public. Now it's kind of a. A membership deal, but they they do have a couple events like that every year.
0: I think it's, I think it's two fifty a year. I think is what they're asking. Yeah, maybe.
1: Um, Which, frankly, for the trails
0: that those are, oh, the phenomenal, totally worth it. Yeah, Yeah. the place is huge. My buddy's like, do you want to join? I'm like, want to? Absolutely. (laughs) I don't think I could be there often enough to get. And and that was was
1: with me. Um, You know, they invited me when they first started doing that to to join up. Uh, A good friend of mine, Jared Whittaker, he uh, he's part of that club and. I, I really wanted to, but being I'm, I'm two hours away from there, okay. I just, just didn't think I would have enough time to get out there and uh, make it wink it, worth my my it's, while there. It's a little closer to Cincinnati than Slade
0: is. Um, and to me, the terrain seems pretty similar. It doesn't look like they have the cliffs so much in there.
1: But yeah, it's on the way to Slade. So it's actually, what, yeah. two exits before you get to the Slade exit? Yeah, right from, 1057 I yeah. Think is what it was. Yeah, some big, so, big, big hill climbs and it's a neat piece of property. Yeah, We've actually used to race there. When Kentucky had the Harris Grandma Series. It's back. Yeah, it's back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's.
0: uh, um, Before we started recording, you were talking about uh, Renfro. I need to look at that because the other things about what races I decided you do this year will be pending on. um, There's a race at Hollywood this year. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah. I want to do that.
1: And then. um, Hollywood's a great park, by the way. Yeah. tell me about it because i've not been and it's related to all this because the kt yeah, so right there, by there. There's, there's two parks and we've been talking about one that um i we'll won't get into that but the other park in the, in the river gorge area is a hollywood park mm-hmm. um very very good people run that park it's um it's it's county backed yep. by several counties um, they're doing a good thing there
0: it, i think you told me there's a thousand acres
1: I haven't heard the echo number, but that that, that I don't doubt that one bit, it's, if not even more.
0: It's a thousand plus on four counties. It's yeah. a Cooperative. Right. And it's fifty dollars a year, I think, to join. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and I just, thus far, I haven't had the chance to do it, but I'm at some point, I'm just going to go down there and pay my fifty mm-hmm. bucks and just do it. Yeah, um, great
1: people. Because is there a portion of hard one that
0: go? It was the other park that Hard One went through, Hollywood. So the, the Hard
1: One A was on the other park. I'm the, not going to mention the name. No, it's that fine. I understand. Yeah, uh, um, that's the yeah. We had to remove it because of this other park and their whole land dispute things. Um, but it does um, the cat does go through actually. Hard One does go right by um, Hollywood Parks facilities. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they they have a building there with showers, and they have a, a shop on site, camping spots. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually working with those guys now um, that for people riding a the cat, um, they'll be able to go in and do a loop um, on donation basis only. So you don't have to buy a pass. That would be phenomenal. If they want to camp there, they can camp there. It's like, I don't know, I think it was like 5 or $10. You have access to the showers. That's cheap. And you'll be able to go out and do a loop. You know, if you want to give a donation, that'd be great. Well, to me, that's part of it. Like... I I maybe this fall.
0: I think um,
1: I want to load up the 250L with a
0: with a tent mm-hmm. and camp and do the KAT. And obviously, there's going to be days where it's going to rain or whatever. But yeah, it, if you're camping and you have a chance to go run and get a hot shower, or whatever, no, it's everything. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, valuable. <So>, yeah,
1: rejuvenated. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see what the terrain is like in yeah. there. And I believe they're going to hold a race there. That's that's the one of the new the hair
0: Harris- yeah. scramble series is going to hold a race there. Well, I mentioned. Um, and I've talked with Derek about this, and, you know, here we are publicly talking about a brainstorm I have. <laughs> I want to race Northeast 24, but similar to my passion for Kentucky Venture Tour, Eastern Kentucky, yeah. I want to see a 24-hour enduro. That would be cool. I'd be all about that. I like, like long-distance stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is you know, get a, get a 10-mile loop or yeah. something like that. Maybe, I mean, even six-mile
1: loops set up inside Hollywood mm-hmm. and race that as a team for 24 yeah. hours. I mean, there's be, um, there's one, and I think it's Alabama. Or Georgia that's been doing a 24 hour race for years and they have big turnouts for that every year. Yeah, well, that's it. They capped, yeah. It
0: uh, Northeast 24 sold out I think four days this year, it did five wow. last year. Like it, you know, I signed up and put my name <laughs> on the line like from go because if I didn't, it I was either right. racing it alone or I'd get a team later. Like we didn't have time mm-hmm. to mess that around
1: with Yeah, it's a cool it. idea.
0: Well, sir, I will let you uh finish your evening here. I appreciate taking the time. No, thanks,
1: thanks for having me. So uh, for folks that want to find more info on the KAT, they need to go where? To the, uh, just go on Facebook and search Kentucky Adventure Tour. And I, I apologize, I can't uh, say the ex- <laughs> I can't think the exact web address off the top of my head. Uh, but if you search Kentucky Adventure Tour on Google, it'll, yes. it'll bring up the web address as well. Yeah. It's, it's hosted on Kent's site.
0: Yeah, and then and, folks can also find, um, if you search Kentucky Adventure Tour on my website, motor Adventure, it'll take you back to there, there. Uh, I think Kentucky Adventure Tour is still on my moto bucket list, ah. which will also take you back to your host website. Okay, so, uh, great, great. it takes you back to Facebook or it'll take you back to the host website. So.
1: Gotcha. Awesome, folks. In, uh, we- in the very near future, look for that um, the, the story map on the uh, Kentucky Tourism website. That's going to be a good place to go download it. That's going to be exciting. So,
0: All right, everybody out there, have a safe ride.